Welcome to The Healing Catalyst. I'm your host, Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh, and I know that Ayurveda can transform your life. How? Because it transformed mine. And the best part is, it's easier than you think. Your body has exactly what it needs to heal itself. All you need to do to enhance its healing power is to start practicing healthy routines, which I can teach you. In over 20 years of practicing both Western medicine and Eastern healing traditions, the most important thing I've learned is that healing is a journey we take together. So on this podcast, I'll be demystifying Ayurveda and other integrated medicine, showing how these simple, ancient practices are the keys to unlocking a healthy modern life. We are all healing catalysts because healing starts within. It starts with you and it starts right now. Let's get started. This is a Soulfire production. Episode number 24. Well, hello and welcome back to the show, my beautiful, beautiful friends. How are all of you? I hope that you're doing really well. I know I'm feeling pretty damn excited today. Why? Well, because today my guest is someone that I have admired since I was a teenager, and I had the honor of interviewing her for my podcast, Pinch Me Moment, the iconic Bobby Brown. Now, before I get into my conversation with her today, I want to share with you that this show is growing so incredibly fast, and that's entirely because of each one of you, because each of you tunes in and listens every time I publish a new episode. The messages that I get from all of you every week are literally fuel to me to keep doing this work and to keep sharing this knowledge with all of you, because you all tell me how much of an impact this information is having on your lives and on your healing and your health. And that is why I do what I do. And so I want all of you to know that every single subscription to this show, every single review of this show makes a huge difference in how many more people will get this information and get access to this podcast. So I would ask that if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe right now. Like literally pause this episode, go to the show notes and click the link there to subscribe. And if you haven't left a review of this podcast, please do so right now. Again, the link for that is in the show notes. And I'd also ask that if you could share this podcast with two other people in your life who you think could really benefit from it. And as a reminder, for anyone who writes a five-star review of the podcast, if you direct message it to me over Instagram, along with your review and your name and address, I'll send you a signed copy of my book, The Health Catalyst. And you know what? If you share this podcast with two other people and you tag me in your stories, DM me and I'll send you a digital copy with some sample chapters from my book. Okay, now let's get back to today's episode of the Healing Catalyst podcast. As I said at the top of the episode, I am so incredibly excited about my guest today, Bobby Brown, because I've admired her since I was a teenager. So let me give you some context as to why this is so exciting and so incredibly meaningful to me. When I was growing up as a 15-year-old South Asian girl with brown skin in the suburbs of Chicago, Bobby Brown's cosmetics made me feel seen and included because Bobby's makeup line included me 
It was the first time I had makeup that was already packaged in a beautiful bottle that already matched my skin. Bobby's makeup line made me feel pretty, something that I didn't really feel growing up in a time when I was nowhere near the ideal of beauty. You know, at 15, I was tall, almost five foot nine at the time, and lanky, and a South Asian girl with long brown hair, dark eyes, and brown skin. And the only images I ever saw in magazines were of girls and women who looked nothing like me. But that started to change when Bobby Brown Cosmetics took the United States and the world by storm. And so you can imagine the thrill of talking to Bobby 35 years later and being able to tell her in person just how much of an impact her approach to beauty and her makeup line had on me as a young girl. I'm getting pretty emotional just thinking about it. Now, in case you don't know who Bobby is, Bobby Brown is a makeup artist and entrepreneur who founded the global brand Bobby Brown Cosmetics that started with a line of just 10 lipsticks. She's also a New York Times bestselling author of nine books about beauty and wellness. And her latest endeavors include two new brands, Evolution 18, a line of beauty-inspired wellness products, and Jones Road, a clean and natural makeup and skincare line. In my conversation with Bobby, we talked about how curiosity has driven her from the very beginning to be a problem solver, to be someone who's not afraid to do things differently, to find a solution. We talk about how she never intended to go into the beauty industry and why she decided to become a health coach with a degree from IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. We also dive deeper into her experience as a working mom and what it was like running a multi-million dollar company and creating her strong family with her husband and their three sons at the same time. She shares her philosophy of beauty from the inside out. And at the end of the episode, she shares her personal non-negotiables for beauty and wellness, as well as some advice for all of us. It is my honor to share my conversation with Bobby Brown with all of you. Hi, Bobby. It is so wonderful to have you on my podcast. I have been looking forward to this for so many months. So thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be here. Oh, I'm, I'm very grateful you asked me to do it. I've been looking forward to it too. I wish, I honestly wish we could do this in person one day. And hopefully I'll get to meet you in person, which is, you know, would be awesome. I would love that. I would love that. Um, So, you know, we have 45 minutes. I want to be really mindful of your time. So we're going to just jump in and start talking. So I'm going to start with sort of just a big, you know, sort of broad question. Like, who is Bobby Brown? So many people know you because of your iconic, you know, cosmetics company. But who are you? Tell us a little bit about Uh who you are. Who am I? Um, still trying to figure that out. <laughs> still trying to figure that out. Who am I? Is I'm just a girl from the suburbs of Chicago, very curious about so many things, um, very grateful about where I came from, and also very grateful of how far I've come. And I'm I'm pretty normal, but I'm you know I just have like boundless energy, and I just keep going. I'm not sure why. 
That's amazing. I love that you're saying that. I am turning 50 tomorrow. And so I find that so inspiring for you to say that you are still trying to figure out what you're doing because I so look up to you. And for you to be able to say that, I feel like so validated in the fact that I sometimes really don't feel like I know what I'm doing, even though I'm on this path. So um, thank you for saying that. <laughs> Made me feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you a little bit about your, you know, your personal life and sort of in the sense of your philosophy on life. You know, I know that um, when you started your career, you um, and you sort of were starting to, you know, become huge in the New York fashion and beauty scene. You also were just beginning a family. Tell me about that experience of sort of living life because I did the same thing. So I'd love to hear how that was for you. Well, I'm not someone that thinks about things, that strategizes, that plans it out. I just go with the flow. And so I was really lucky. I met this man who I'm still married to after 32 years. And when I met him, I just, I realized I didn't want to travel anymore. I didn't want to go on these quote unquote fabulous location jobs with all these quote unquote fabulous people. And I wanted to leave my studio when I was done working by five o'clock where, you know, they stayed till 10. I'm like, I can't, I don't want to do that. My husband, we got engaged like literally after three months, we decided together we wanted to move to the suburbs and not live in New York City. And I would commute home and I, you know, I just realized that's what made me happy. And so I, you know, we started having children after the first year I was pregnant by the, you know, by the time I started Bobby Brown cosmetics, I had one baby. By the time I sold it, I had two, two boys. I had a third baby when I was 41 and, you know, my posse, like everyone has to have a posse. My posse are my sons and my nephews and my family. You know, they're just every single thing I've ever celebrated. How big it was, you know, at, at embassies or on stages. I always have my posse with me because they just, they, they make it all matter to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what would be your advice to, you know, other women who are, trying to balance all these different things, you know, this whole idea of work-life balance, right? I, I feel like it's a myth. It doesn't exist. It's a myth. By the way, it was a big, gorgeous, messy salad. It was just like, you know, some days were, I was, ex I was exhausted all the time, but, but the moment where I got to hold and smell the babies and, you know, put my bathrobe on and, you know, put them to bed, it, it didn't matter. Nothing else mattered. So that's, and yes, it's not easy. And there was days where my kids were sick and I didn't sleep at night and I had to go the next morning, be on television or get on an airplane. Somehow you get through it. And so, you know, I, I hope I was as good a mother as, you know, I, I, I meant to be. I tried, you know, really hard to incorporate my kids' school into my calendar. And, you know, I was always the class mom. I, I don't think I was very good at it because I don't know how to type. And how could you be a class mom without knowing how to type? But, um, you know, I tried to do something and I tried like every Friday to be standing there when they get out of school. So I worked around a lot of their schedules and stole time from other things. And I was the crazy mom walking through the supermarket 
on the phone to an editor with a baby in my arms, throwing like, you know, healthy food in my thing because I needed to get it all done. Yep. Yep. Totally. I totally agree. I, I did the same thing. I was the mom who, you know, they'd have a bake sale and my kids would be like, can we make these? I was like, yeah, no. And I would go <laughs> to the grocery store and buy the store. Right. because I was like, I don't have the time and that's okay. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and so how do you think that that sort of perspective on life has influenced what you've done and how you live? I think, you know, I, I've always known, but I've learned more this year than ever before that the things that you thought mattered don't and, and the things that matter do. And, you know, I think a lot of people this year, the, you know, the pandemic has really changed a lot of people's perspective. I've always, always, always had, you know, my family and my life ahead of my business. And it was not, you know, always the most popular thing. You know, I started working from home on Mondays and Fridays, like years ago, decades ago. Who does that? I didn't ask permission. I just started doing it. And, you know, I, I hope people, you know, especially working moms will realize you got to be really organized and you've got to like, like thing. I could probably produce, a, you know, a movie right now, but you have to think ahead. You have to be organized. You have to buy things, certain things in bulk, and you have to know how to feed someone in 15 minutes. You know, you get your skills. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, you know, what inspired you to go into the beauty industry of all the things that you could pick? Why beauty? Well, I never thought about going into the beauty industry, but I have always wanted to be prettier. I've always wanted to feel pretty. When I look in the mirror, I didn't always think I was pretty growing up. And I used to play with my mom's makeup to make me look in the mirror and feel prettier. I didn't want people to know I was wearing it. So I kind of always chose the right things and blended it in. But even doing one thing, I remember I always felt better. And I didn't know I wanted to be in the beauty industry. I just knew that I loved makeup so much. I knew I didn't want to go to beauty school. I didn't want to, you know, work in a department store. I thought I wanted to work in film. Uh, turns out I didn't. I did <laughs> one film and I was completely bored out of my mind. And then I just fell in love with the freelance makeup because every day was different. So, you know, I'm someone that gets bored so easily. I, I like doing things I don't know how to do. So by walking into a studio and with people you haven't met, you know, was kind of an exciting thing for me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I know I've heard this story. I read it. I was doing a lot of research on you before this interview and, you know, that, that iconic story of you deciding that you were going to make a lipstick that looked like lip color. Can you just tell us a little bit about that story? And sure. Well, anyone that knows me knows that I'm not normal. I'm not traditional. I don't think the way other people do. I don't do things the way other people do. As a matter of fact, you know, before that time, I'll never forget, I was in college and I wanted to wear these particular jeans with these cowboy boots. And when I went to get dressed, the cowboy boots didn't fit in, in my leg <laughs> of the jean. So what did I do? Did I change my boots? No, I got a scissors and I cut the top the boots off. So my boots would go under my jeans. This is before they had like shoe boots. So I've always kind of done things backwards. So when I, um, when I was a makeup artist, I just didn't like 
the makeup that was available in store. And I would buy all these fancy, fancy, you know, French or whatever it was, uh, lipsticks. And I just hate them. They smelled bad. I didn't like them. And I started mixing and fixing them basically. So I would take a taupe eye pencil and a creamy pinky blush and blot it on someone's lips. And, you know, I would just try to change the tone based on different people's lips. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go buy lipsticks in those colors. And they didn't have them. Mm-hmm. So when I had an opportunity um, at, a, at a chance meeting of a chemist, he said, I can make it for you. And that's how it started. That's amazing. So, you know, I also grew up in Chicago, which is one thing that I love about you, both Chicago girls. But I grew up, you know, in the south suburbs of Chicago in Flossmore. And, you know, being a South Asian girl with brown skin and, you know, I was in high school and I would wear makeup to cover some of the imperfections on my skin. And I had to mix foundations. That's what I watched my mother do. My mother is this beautiful Indian woman who just knew how to do makeup. And I too used to watch her, like you said that you used to watch your mom and I would watch her mix things. And your makeup was the first time that I felt like someone saw me and included me Mm -hmm. because for a 15 year old South Asian girl to see makeup in a bottle foundation that actually matched my skin, that was in this beautiful bottle that had a label and was in this beautiful packaging. And I even remember the color. It was like warm beige or beige or something like that. And I remember exactly what the bottle looked like. I mean, I can picture it still. It, it was like a rectangular bottle with a little black uh, cap on the, on the top. And, you know, you changed the beauty industry by seeing all of us women who had different skin tones. And I think that you revolutionized it. So, you know, I'm jumping ahead, but you know, you now went on to get a degree in integrative nutrition and started these wellness brands, I'm going to call them, um, because of your philosophy. So, you know, how do we, how do we start to do that in, in wellness, you know, in the way that you were able to change beauty, how do we do that? You with your wide influence and platform, me with the work that I'm doing, that's pretty innovative. How do we both do that together? to change how wellness is seen in this country? Well, first of all, it starts with a conversation, which is what we're having. So that is number one. And, you know, I'm someone that didn't realize how interconnected beauty and health was while I was, you know, going through the motions of my life and having babies and getting older and, you know, being stressed and dealing with hormonal issues and gut issues. Like I never really understood the connection. And so when I left the makeup brand, I went back to school and got my degree as a health coach because I was so curious and interested. And I know now a hundred percent, the food I eat affects my mood, my hair, my skin, everything. So how do you educate people? It's not that easy, but it's, it's, you know, together it's the conversation And it's really, you know, empowering people to make better decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I did that with makeup and, you know, it's a harder job with wellness because you know what? People like bad food. People, look, so do I, I would love to, you know, have a, you know, McDonald's burger and fries. I'd be sick for dates. It would taste good going in, but I would feel terrible. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell everyone it's like Pavlov's dog. 
if I'm, I look at a bagel and I know if I eat it, I will be in a coma. I don't eat it. <laughs> if a cookie, a piece of cake, I don't eat it. So I make better choices. And how do we do this together? You know, we come at it from very different ways because I have been reading your book since the day it came out. And um, it's no, honestly, it's very calming. And, you know, I don't even know how to properly say Ayurvedic. Is that the right way? Ayurvedic. Yep. You're pretty close. I, I, it's Ayurvedic. Uh-huh. But it, it makes such sense. And it's very, very different for, you know, people that were not, you know, brought up with that. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's part of the question is that, you know, we do have all these voices in wellness, right? And, you know, everything that's happened this past year has changed the world in so many ways in every industry, every way, the way we live, the way we work. And, you know, there's all these discussions about inclusion and, and bringing those voices to the table, right? Black and brown voices. But, you know, even for me as a South Asian woman who grew up with Ayurveda speaking about it, right? And so having the conversation, you know, how do we bring more of those voices in where we're all collaborating? Because at the end of the day, we all, you know, you and I both want people to feel better and to take control of their health. So how do we do that in a way that, that can change things? Well, I don't think you should keep asking, how do we do it? We're doing it. Yeah. I mean, I feel that we are, you know, we're part of this new wave of educators. And by the way, there's so many different ways to like, look at this. And I am very fatigued with all the information on Instagram. I, I, I do not want to hear from one more person. Don't do this. Only do this. Don't do this. I I'm tired of people telling me what to do. I believe that I have all the knowledge and now I'm trying to figure out what's right for me. And I don't want to feel like, Oh my God, I ate a piece of my son's homemade gluten-free you know, not even gluten, like not even gluten free, but you know, sourdough that was so worth it and so delicious. Like, I don't want to feel bad that I did that because someone says, no, you have to not eat grains. Right. Right. So, you know, I think that I, I'm worried that a lot of this information is going to give women a different kind of a, of an eating disorder. I a hundred percent agree. And so, you know, I'm such a big proponent of listening to yourselves. There's these guiding principles. And I think that's what I love about Ayurveda. And even, you know, integrative nutrition talks about this idea of, you know, primary foods and secondary foods, right? And, and how do you look at what's nourishing you and really think about what is actually nourishing you and why are you taking it in? Um, so that's what I think the beauty of Ayurveda is, is that it allows people to use these guiding principles to then tune in to what's going on for them. And so, you know, you've always had this approach to beauty. I mean, you wrote a book in 2017 called Beauty from the Inside Out, right? And so feels like that's part of your philosophy because of the sort of no makeup, makeup look of, of, of bringing out enhancing beauty from within. How, um, how do you think that's influenced, you know, that, that seemed like it progressed into your degree in integrated nutrition. Tell me like how that has changed maybe from your, your training into these new products that you've created. Let's talk a little bit about that. For me being very curious and being very well, um, you know, educated on health and wellness, but still having a lot more that I want to learn. 
I do think that when I think about creating a product, you know, what can it do for me? You know, what can it do for anyone? Which is, you know, the important thing. Like, for example, you know, I have this one product called Debloat. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, who doesn't sometimes need to debloat because we had too much fun the night before? So, mm-hmm. and I, you know, part of me is like, thank God I have this product. The part of me is, okay, why are you bloated? Understand what you did and how it could have been better. I struggle with drinking enough water. Even though I tell everyone, drink, 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 drink. I don't always do it. So I'm something I'm working towards, you know, putting some Himalayan sea salt in my water so it hydrates. And, um, you know, I think we always have to be reminding our own selves how we could, that we're okay as is, but how we could be better. Mm-hmm. So how did your, your health coaching degree in integrative nutrition influence? Let's talk about your new brand, Evolution 18. How, did, how do you feel it influenced what you actually created? The best part of going to Institute of Integrative Nutrition or IIN is that they teach you all the different modalities. Like every week, it's the different one. So, you know, the first one is about healthy, you know, vegetables fruits and vegetables. So you're like, all right, I'm going to up my fruits and vegetables. The next week is about, you know, paleo. Okay. I'm not going to eat grains. Then the next week is about, you know, vegetarian. Okay. I'm not going to eat meat. Then the next week is something (laughs) else. And finally, by the end, it's like, okay. And they taught you this. Yeah. You've learned all these things. It's about what works for you. It's intuitive. It's what works for you. And, you know, that's where I'm focused on right now. And I just learned that everyone's different. You know, everyone has um, different issues, different things to go through. And, and look, even though I would say my diet is between 90 and 95% like excellent, I still allow myself, you know, the French fries sometimes. And even though I eat all the right way, I still have digestive issues no matter what I do, no matter what I do. And I've had it for, you know, decades. And, um, you know, everyone has something else, put it that way. Right. And so did you find that you started creating products like that were things you thought were missing or things that you needed? What, how did you go? Like, how did you use that, all that knowledge you were gaining in how you develop those products? I think that's really interesting. Well, the first uh, product I made was, and it still is, it's still my favorite product. It's a chocolate whey protein powder, which we are now calling energizing chocolate. And so I literally made this concoction of things I would do in my kitchen. It's got, you know, protein. So it's got grass-fed whey protein. I'm someone that is not afraid of dairy. So whey, whey protein, chocolate, of course, it has like incredible, you know, healthy chocolate cacao. It is sweetened with um, monk fruit, so and a little coconut and no regular sugar. It's got fiber in it, so it fills you up. It has MCT oil, so it fuels your brain. It's got some cinnamon in it and a little bit of pepper that kind of gets it all working. And honestly, I could mix it with water. It tastes delicious. I make it in the afternoon, just I take one scoop put it in those frothers with a little almond milk and I've got a delicious hot cocoa and I'm full for four hours. That's why I did it. So that was a, you know, a personal thing for me. So I could go out to dinner and not touch the bread basket. Okay. Normal women's issues. And then there's a vanilla, uh, collagen calming with magnesium, 
which I did because sometimes you just need something to, to turn you off at the end of the night. But also it is sweet enough. It's only 60 calories. For some reason, it takes away my sweet tooth. So I can come home from dinner and not like start going through my cabinets looking for something sweet. Because no matter, I like something sweet. I usually do blueberries and healthy things, but I need something. Yeah. So what, I, what I'm so inspired by is that the way that you're speaking about these products is because you have per deep personal experience. You have the knowledge and you have the experience of thinking, okay, what do I need? What am I going to create? And because you're an entrepreneur and you are in this world where you can bring these products to more people, you've done that. And I, I just think it's so amazing because there are not a lot of people like you, Bobby, who do that, who actually, you know, um, get the, get the education, right. The knowledge and because they're curious and then put it to use and really, you know, are standing behind what they're doing because they've used it themselves and they've created almost from the, for themselves. I think that's just so inspiring. And I think you are able to tap into things that people need. Like you're saying, like, who doesn't need this? And I agree. Right. Who doesn't need it? Right. Yeah. And so did you, did you sort of take that approach with every product? So you made these protein powders, a collagen powder, and then what was after that? Yeah. So, um, we also, we have deep bloat, we have a probiotic that literally melts on your, on your tongue, like a pixie stick. We have beauty gummies that has collagen for the hair, um, and keratin. We also just recently this year launched a CBD gummy called chill. And honestly, there's no THC in it. I can't even believe it just takes the edge off because I find that a lot of people, and I know this firsthand, like I get, it's not anxiety. That's like the, the word, the buzzword. I get like a very busy mind, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot going on. And sometimes I just need to calm it down. So the chill really helps. And um, one product I don't make is magnesium, but I take magnesium every single night because that helps me totally calm down. Mm -hmm. And how, so how have these products been received in the market? How, how you know, it's, it's, it's a growing business. It's doing really well. And what's exciting for me is we launched first on QVC and we then went right to direct to consumer. I didn't really want to be the person on TV selling the product. So I, I changed direction. We have an Amazon store and we also launched a, a line for, with Walmart. So it was exciting for me because I launched Bobby Brown Cosmetics at Bergdorf Goodman, the very expensive high-end department store. And I was able to launch really to bring products to more people at an affordable price because, you know, you can get a, a, one of my things of plain collagen, which is so amazing for everything that, you know, your entire being, but it's like a small amount of the price that you get from other collagens, same quality because we're able to sell in, in mass and more, we get to, you know, keep the cost down. Mm -hmm. So you feel like it's really been, I mean, you've gotten it out to the, you know, to so many people. What, what are you getting as feedback from, from consumers? Well, it's, it's definitely mixed because there's a lot of people that didn't, don't really understand how these things make a difference. So it's an audience that, you know, I, the people that get it love the products. We have, you know, so many diehards and there's people that I know are having, you know, especially because of the pandemic, 
financial situations and why would they want to, you know, spend an extra $19 on collagen. And so, you know, we offer really good, healthy recipes. And I, on my, um, in my, on my digital magazine, just Bobby, we interview a lot of wellness experts that talk about, you know, different things and recipes. We have one of my favorite writers happens to be your sister <laughs> who is writing about all of her like crazy beauty experiences. She's so funny and clever. She's so funny. She's, yeah. She's always calling yeah. me. She's like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? I'm like, go for it. Why not? Just go for it. Why not? I tell her the same thing. I'm learning from you. Right. Um, that's amazing. And so and tell us about, you know, so you went from Evolution 18, which sounds like very much an evolution from integrative nutrition. Yeah. And then you just recently launched a new makeup line called Jones Road. Jones Road. Yes. Yes. Tell me about that. Where was, you know, how does that all fit into this? Well, I didn't know I was going to go back into beauty and makeup after I left the brand four and a half years ago. And I thought health and wellness, you know, was my thing, which it is. But I started being a makeup artist again. I started going in the studio. I started literally not liking the products that I was using and looking for other alternative things and just not finding exactly what I wanted. And, you know, there was a whole new world of, of beauty entrepreneurs and, and companies. And I started cleaning up my diet, my, my cleaning of my house. And I just was like, you know what, how could I even think of doing another beauty line that's not clean? So I started working with, you know, brand new chemists and I just managed to make these products that I thought, oh my God, I, I, I love these products. I think people would love them. And I launched Jones Road, um, October of six, uh, October of 20, just recently. So it's six yeah. months old. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about sort of what, you know, a clean beauty line, what sort of, what was, how do you, how do you even create a clean beauty line that actually then delivers the coverage and, and, and the makeup qualities? I mean, cause you had this, you know, iconic brand that was very different. So how did you, you know, how do you make the, tra the, the transition from having all those different ingredients and then going to a clean beauty Line right. Right well, not easy. Yeah, you know, it wasn't easy. But I found myself, even when I was still at the brand at, you know, always struggling with even my makeup artists to teach them how to use the makeup in the most minimal way possible. I don't like makeup that looks like makeup. I never did. And even though I made, you know, these amazing products, you could put it on strategically or you could put it on not strategically because I believe that you look at a woman when you're doing makeup and you see what she needs and you, and you know, some of the artists understood that and, and a lot didn't. So uh, when I left the brand, I realized that I was doing my own makeup differently. I was doing makeup in studio differently. And it was not that far from where I started 30 years ago, you know, why I even started in the first place. So for me, again, there was a, you know, a white space that I wanted to see if I could fill. So I did. And so my philosophy is to teach women how to use these products. So you don't look like shit. So you just look better. And I didn't know that it was going to be launched during a pandemic when everyone is just zooming, you know, every single day of their life and all of these things kind of work together, uh, when we launched. So it's been, um, 
a pretty big, nice success for us. And we're, you know, my young team who is sitting around my office right now is literally like catching up and, you know, going with the flow. That's amazing. And so how does that, how does this line work? Like what, what do you have in it? The, the first thing that I made, because I always think about the first thing is called Miracle Ball. Now it's called Miracle Bomb because when I started playing with it, I'm like, oh my God, this is a friggin' miracle because it is a skincare moisturizer that's sheer that we started putting color in because I wanted to just look healthy. So the first thing I made was Tawny and then I made Dusty Rose and then there's a no color one and then there is bronze one. And literally you could use this product overall as a tint to your skin as a moisturizer you could use it on your cheeks as a blush you could use it on your lips on your eyelids as a little bit of a luminescent eyeshadow you can use it on your flyaways and you could use it on your neck and you know men use it on their beards and i'm like this is a miracle so we launched four of them the first one sold out after three weeks we thought we had enough for six months so it's been a big success. I have other colors in the works. And then I have a mascara. I somehow managed to create an uber black curling thick mascara that's clean. I don't even know how it happened, but it did. It's amazing to me because again, I've tried using other um, beauty lines that are quote clean and they're difficult to use. They're difficult to match to my skin. And you know, I, I did order some of your stuff and I've been playing with it. Still trying to figure it out, but uh, it, it's lovely. I mean, it feels really good. It looks really good. Even though I'm not sure exactly if I'm doing it the right <laughs> way. But, um, you know, that's, a, again, a testament to you that you're like really so innovative and thinking so forwardly and then just figuring it out as you go, which I love about you. But it's innovative in a way that it's not. It's yep. almost like, it's like, duh, common sense. Like for example, the pencil. I wanted to make a pencil, a brown pencil, because I just don't like pencils that I've been using. And I wanted one that was dense and thick and that I could put on and fill in the holes that I could smudge it if I need to. I could use it, you know, to fluff my brows. I could use it in the part of my hair mm -hmm. if I need it. And so I made this pencil, you know, a brown, a black, a navy, and a silver. And it's also like doing really well because it's your basic pencil, but better. Mm -hmm, exactly. And so that's really interesting that you said that basic, but better, because I think that so much of what we're doing in wellness and going through these integrative practices is getting back to the basics, right? In a better, innovative way using technology, but then also going back to what we've done for thousands of years that just works, right? Right. Tuning into intuition, going back to these natural ingredients that we find it on the earth in plants, right? And incorporating that into our diet and into the way we live. So what's one non-negotiable for you every day? It could be more than one, actually, whatever you want, um, that you think has transformed your health. First, yeah, I have a few. So I drink one to two glasses of water the second I wake up because I know that if I'm going to have my espresso, uh, which I have every morning without water, the whole day is terrible. So I do that and I move my body every day. Even if I don't have time, I could do, you know, lunges in my bathroom. I could do down dogs. I don't care if it's five minutes, one minute. I do it every day. 
Um, you know, walking has really been the best thing and the weather has not been great. So I've not been great at the walking, but walking, I do most of my, if I could do a podcast walking, I would, I probably would too. (laughs) The words flow out quickly and, you know, and, uh, it clears my brain. I do, I do my best and getting those steps in makes a big difference. So those are some of the things that are not negotiable. And, you know, my bat, my routine at night, brushing my teeth, you know, putting moisturizer on, putting my hair in a ponytail, putting my pajamas on, not negotiable. That's how I recharge. Awesome. That's great. Can I, I've got a couple minutes left with sure. you. Can I do a speed round with you so people can sure. show you in a different way? Okay, great. Okay. So, um, complete the sentence. Wellness is non-negotiable. Beautiful. What, what's one myth about beauty that we need to change? That beauty is really dependent on age. Love it. Something that people often get wrong about you. That I am tall. <laughs> you know how many people say to me, oh my God, you're so teeny. <laughs> That's adorable. That's great. Um, what's something that most people don't know about you? I think people don't realize that I, like everyone else, everything is a struggle. Everything is a struggle. Nothing comes easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the, the, the things that you have to really struggle for. It's not that that's the way it should be, but I think it makes it more exciting and it just, it keeps me energized and worth it by the way and worth it. Yeah. Yes. Um, what is one thing that you're really excited about right now? Well, I'm really excited about the Indian wedding that I am in the middle of planning. I'm waiting for my curtas to arrive because I've tried saris. I cannot, <laughs> I do not like, I don't, I do not look good in a sari. Maybe I didn't put it on right, but there is a beautiful Indian wedding in our future. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my sons, we're planning two weddings and one of my sons is marrying um, this absolutely beautiful, wonderful human being. And our families are joining all of our cultures together. And my only disappointment is you can't get an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) I want an elephant so badly in my backyard, but not going to happen. Oh, I could talk to you about, I've I've heard, I've actually been to a wedding here where someone came on an elephant. I'll talk to you about it offline. Oh gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's amazing. And so beautiful. And I've seen some of your pictures and it's always so wonderful. I'm like so excited for you. Uh, Um, And I also follow your future daughter-in-law who's just this ah, beautiful. Isn't she something? She's beautiful. I don't know her, but I just love seeing her post. Um, Okay. So what's one thing you're deeply grateful for right now? My family. My, 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 in my, my little bosom of a family. Mm. Yeah. What book is on your nightstand right now? Um, actually I am reading Sharon Stone's autobiography because I I met her a couple of years ago at a health spa and it's quite interesting. Is it? That's amazing. I love reading uh, biographies. I learn so much about the world, but it it teaches me something about myself. It's amazing. Uh Love it. Always. Yeah. What is a song that you're listening to on repeat right now? I would say, you know, it's so funny. I get in these song things and then I don't stop. But 
you know, Jennifer Lopez, let's get loud. For some reason, that's been my, <laughs> my exercise song. And I keep playing it over and over because then I want to jump around my bedroom. So amazing. Oh, that one. <laughs> okay. So here's a question that I love to ask. It's actually um, something that President Obama always asks his fellows. And, you know, being from Chicago and the University of Chicago, I have a deep affinity for him. So this is the question he asks. Describe your world as it is and how you'd like it to be? My world at the moment is amazing, a little chaotic, and very overwhelming. I would like it to be as amazing, less chaotic, and less overwhelming. And describe the world in general as it is, and how you'd like to see the world be. The world is a mess and it's broken. And I would like everyone to just care and be kind and do what you can. And I don't know how to, you know, to, to change the world. So I can only change the world I'm in. Love it. I have a, a saying I always say, and my kids like get mad at me for saying it all the time, but it's choose love you know, do kind, do good, be kind and choose love. Cause I, I really do believe that that's what makes the world go around. And your kids hear every word of it. They do. They do. They and do. when they become young adults, you know, going out into the world, it's amazing. Cause they start to tell you, yeah, mom, I was listening to you. I was listening to you. Even though I was rolling my eyes, I was listening uh, to you. And it's how old are your kids? I have a 19 year old and a 22 year old. Wow. Okay. My baby's 22 and my oldest is 30. Oh, wow. So Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I have one last question for you, which I think feels like a good place for us to end. If I offer up the phrase to catalyze healing, what comes up for you? Breathe and start with yourself. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being on my show. I appreciate it, Bobby. Uh, it was my pleasure. Great talking to you. Great talking to you too. If you love this podcast, and I so hope you did, please subscribe. That way you'll get real-time updates anytime I post a new episode. And if you're feeling really inspired, please leave a review so that others can find this podcast more easily. If you want to learn more, visit me on the interwebs at avantikumarsingh.com. And you can subscribe to my newsletter, where I send exclusive invites to my events, special announcements, and give you more self-healing tools and tips. And if you want to hang out even more with me, I spend most of my time on Instagram. You can find me at Avanti Kumar Singh, and we can connect more there. Until next time, remember, with the right catalyst, you have the power to activate your own healing. Because healing starts within.